I'm Rachel Olstead, the intuitive business coach, and this is the Dream Builder Society podcast. My mission is to empower women to create an abundant life of freedom, wealth, and joy. I specialize in helping visionary, driven, and passionate women just like you grow and scale their online businesses through powerful strategy, mindset, and energy healing work. Tune in every week to hear my experiences and tips for building a wildly successful six-figure business while working part-time. I truly believe business gets to be fun and simple. You get to have it all, and I'm here to show you how. All right. Hello, hello, everyone. So the reason I wanted to do this training today is because These are actually steps, and I'm not going to go as in-depth, obviously, um, as I do with my private clients, but all of these steps, these five steps that I've identified are actually part of essentially like the formula that I've created that I have really figured out in my own business of being a business, not only starting out as a VA, but transitioning to being a business coach over two years ago now and really coaching dozens and dozens and dozens of women in their own businesses and and growing my own business to a six-figure business going on multi-six-figure in 2021, which is super fun. But these are kind of the the basis of what I've figured out really matters in business. And so I want to share with you guys these simple steps and these five steps to creating. And it can be 5K, it can be whatever your goal is, right? It doesn't have to be 5K, but that is a very, very common goal that a lot of my clients and a lot of women come to me wanting to create in their businesses, which is why I just chose that number because it's it's pretty common. Um, but this can really work with any single goal and any dollar amount that you want to make in your business. So that is why I have created this training and I hope that it's really powerful for you guys today. Okay, so the five steps, I just wanna jump right in because I'm, I'm really excited to share this with you guys and I want it to be um, pretty timely. So I have lots of notes here prepared as I was kind of prepping the last couple of weeks and just adding things and changing things that I want to share with you and then putting the finishing touches on this morning as I was prepping for this training. So I don't want to uh, miss sharing anything with you guys, um, which is why I have some notes here. Okay, so step number one, set your goal and commit to it, right? This might sound really, really like easy to do, duh, like set a goal and commit to it. But we all know that that is a lot harder than it sounds because there's a lot of mind drama that goes into um, these decisions, right? Like, A lot of women, um, first of all, in business, and this is something I work on with my clients too, on a regular basis, like are scared of setting goals, right? Because whether they're scared of failing or scared of succeeding, right? The fear of failure, fear of success are both really real fears, right? That a lot of women, especially in business phase who are growing a business and a family at the same time. But I want you guys to really, really focus. And this is something that you can do today, right? These are real steps that I I really, really want you guys to, to be focusing on, right? And this can truly propel your Q2, right? This is truly something that you can do on a monthly basis as well. You can do this on a quarterly basis. It really is, is totally up to you how you do this. So set your goal and commit to it. 
It doesn't have to be 5K, obviously. I'm talking about 5K because that's a very common goal that a lot of women have, um, especially when they come to me and really want to start making more money. But um, make it something that your brain can get on board with, right? And when I say that, it might be like an incremental upgrade. It might be like, okay, you're currently making 2K a month and you really want to up that to three, but your brain just like can't get on board yet with believing that like 5K is possible for you or for you right now or whatever that is, right? It doesn't have to be 5K, but choose something, set a goal and and get as specific as possible with it, right? Now, this advice kind of depends, and, and sometimes my advice on getting specific versus non-specific goal setting um, varies with my private clients, really understanding their human design and how they create and, and manifest things. Um, sometimes it's very specific, sometimes it's very non-specific and, and more of a feeling. But for this training, I want you guys to, especially if you're not used to setting specific goals, I really want you to give this a shot. So set your specific goal and then commit to it, right? And committing to it doesn't just mean like thinking it in your head once and then crossing your fingers and hope it happens, right? Committing to it includes not only writing it down, but getting visible with it, right? Writing it in, you know, maybe on different post-it notes or writing it in your planner, making it your password. I have, I have different clients that like to do that. And it's kind of a fun reminder every time they log into their computer or their phone, like their password is their goal that month. If that seems too like much to you, obviously make it your own. These are not rules. These are suggestions, but get really visible with it, right? Have fun. Ask yourself, what would be fun as like a reminder of my goal on a consistent basis? Because if it's out of sight, it's out of mind, right? We all know that. And share it with others, right? If you have a coach currently, share it with that person. My clients are, I, I keep them accountable constantly. And so I, I want to know their goals, right? On a regular basis. And so we have check-ins and every time that we, you know, on a monthly basis, especially when we are evaluating things, which I'll talk about here in a moment, we talk about that, right? Maybe share it with your spouse, maybe share it with your business friends, or if you have accountability partners, wherever. You don't have to share it with the whole world, right? And all of the friend, all of your friends and everyone that you know. But really, I want you guys to commit to it and speak it to life, right? Bring it to life by how you are, how you are sharing it and how you are getting it down on paper as well. So that's the first step, okay? Which seems again, kind of like a no brainer, but a lot of women avoid that step, right? And they, our brains just want to go to like the how, okay? Like, what do I want to do? I don't know. I just want more clients. Like that is not specific enough. We need to get really specific, especially if this is like new to you and 5k months is something that you've never done before. And even if it's something that you have done before, but you want to be more consistent with it, right? Have consistent 5k months, which is fun or beyond, obviously then um, we need to make sure that we are committing to it and, and also bringing it to life. Okay, step two is to create. And again, like throughout this training, you guys, I'm just going to kind of go through the different steps. If you guys have questions, drop them in the comments and I'm happy to go back and answer them for you guys. So number two, step number two is to create a belief plan. And you'll notice that I'm not telling you and going straight to the how. I'm going to share with you some of the how, right? of the 5k um 
the 5k months, right? And and what I mean by the how is oftentimes the actions, right? We're like, Rachel, just tell me what to do. Just tell me all of the things what to do. But we have to set ourselves up for success first. And that includes, right, committing, like setting and committing to a goal and then creating a belief plan. So we can't just, again, go to the actions, even though that's what our brains are trained to do, like how, 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 but how, 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 right? We get stuck in the how, and that's the biggest limiting belief that that we could ever have. Like the how does matter, but it doesn't matter more than like believing it's possible, right? So what I want you guys to do in order to create this belief plan is I want you to start with a feeling, right? And this is something that you can write out. Again, I don't want you to just do this conceptually in your head. I want you to actually write it out on paper and really get, um, bring it to life again, right? So start with a feeling and I want you to just like tune into your body and really ask like, okay, at the end of this month, if you're setting this 5k goal or 3k goal or whatever your goal is, okay? If I had this right at the end of the month, okay, how would I feel? And I want you to actually go to the place where it's already done, like in your mind, okay? Tap into your next level self, tap into your next level, um, like that, that person, right? Who has already achieved the goal that you are setting, right? So if your goal is 5k in, in April, right? You go to that place and you say, okay, like, how does Rachel feel right at the end of this month having hit her goal, right? And then I want you to tap into that feeling, okay? And I want you to bring that feeling then to the present moment and hold on to that feeling and embody that feeling as much as possible throughout the entire month, right? So we we kind of approach it from like a, a an end first approach, right? When we're thinking, okay, how do I feel when I have this result? And then we get to bring that feeling here, right? So asking yourself, how do I want to feel? Like at the end of the month, when 5K is there, it's in my bank account, it's there, the clients are there, it was an amazing month, it was so much fun. Like, do you wanna feel calm, right? Like does your does your next level self, does your 5K self feel calm at the end of that month? Does she feel confident? Does she feel certain? Does she feel... Does she feel joyful, right? Does she feel, um, you know, committed? Maybe you get to decide and it doesn't matter what emotion you choose as long as it feels really good to you, right? And this is really just understanding. Um, I'm not going to get into it today, but really the idea of your vibration, right? How at what, what level are you vibrating with your emotions, your feelings, right? And this is actually going to be so incredibly powerful. So start with the feeling, right? How do I want to feel? And then as much as possible, go back to that feeling, memorize that feeling in your body and try to, um, try to take action and live your life and run your business with embodying that feeling of whether it's calm or confident or, you know, committed, whatever that feeling is. Okay, so the next step from the feeling, then we get to focus on our thoughts, okay? We get to focus on our thoughts. We know that our thoughts, literally, I want you guys to think about thoughts like this. They're just sentences in your brain, okay? We all have thoughts. We have thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of thoughts every single day, right? A lot of them are default thoughts, and I'm not going to go into like the entire psychology of of thought work right now, although it's very tempting because I I love doing this work um, with myself and my clients and, and teaching on it. But 
essentially I want you guys to understand that the more we think a thought, okay, the stronger it becomes a belief, right? So our thoughts, the more we think them, they become beliefs, right? And so we all are walking around on a daily basis with core beliefs, some of them on default, right? And most of them like really from coming from our childhood, especially. And so I want you guys to think about how do you want to think Okay, what thoughts and beliefs do you want to choose? Because it is a choice, even though it feels like sometimes it's not, right? Sometimes it feels like our brain is just offering us these different thoughts and beliefs constantly, but it is a choice, right? That we get to make every single day. So you start with the feeling, right? Then I want you to ask yourself, okay, what do I want? And what do I need to think and believe, right? About myself, about business, about clients, about money, about potential about anything, right? In order to create this result. So you ask yourself that and you get to be very intentional with creating this belief plan. So what are the thoughts and and beliefs, right, that I want to focus on in order to create this result? Okay, whatever result you set as your goal in step number one. And, and ask yourself, like channel that next level version of yourself, right? What would next level Rachel think about herself, right? What would she believe is possible for her? What would she believe and what does she want to believe about clients, about making money, about running a business as a mom as well and, and as a wife and wearing all these different hats, okay? And then from there, your belief plan, instead of just like walking around, like thinking positive thoughts, right? I don't want you guys to think that this is, it's not as simple as that, okay? Um, and it does go so much deeper than that, right? I'm not going to take you through that work today, but really that subconscious and energetic um, belief shifting and, and energy work that I do with my clients as well is, is like the next step, okay, beneath this belief work. But this is a really, really powerful step. And I still implement this belief plan and this belief work on a daily basis in my own business, right? It doesn't go away. Um, it just gets easier and more, um, you have to truly be really intentional with it. So I want you to choose that, right? Out of that list, maybe you created a list and I want you to choose five to 10. I really don't want you to focus on any more than that because it can be overwhelming to like have this list of like 50 thoughts that you just like are supposed to practice and memorize every day. That's not what this is about. But five to 10 really powerful thoughts that feel really good, that help you feel the emotion that you've identified you want to feel, right? So if you want to feel committed, like what makes you feel really committed? What thoughts and beliefs? Is it, you know, beliefs like um, people love, like as a coach, right? One belief that I really love is that like people love to spend money on coaching, right? Clients are coming. That's another fun one that I really love um, focusing on because it just feels so abundant. You know, maybe it's like, I don't have to work more to make more. That's a really common one that a lot of women and especially moms struggle with too, is that I have to work more to make more. And so they're like self-sabotaging, right? Um, but maybe it's like, I don't have to work more to make more, okay? And um, whatever, whatever thoughts, right, feel really good, those are the thoughts that I want you to focus on. And you just have to choose like five to 10 and really commit to them, especially if working on your beliefs and this belief plan is kind of a new concept to you. Okay, so basically like the re the reality is you guys that the belief plan will allow you to think 
right? Your way to the result that you want to create, right? And again, this is not some like um, BS, just like walk around and think positive thoughts, right? It's so much deeper and more intentional with that. And, um, you know, the work that I do on myself and with myself and truly for myself, right? And with my clients as well is so incredibly powerful, right? It's, and they will tell you too, that it's not just thinking positive thoughts, right? It goes so much deeper than that. So that's step number two, just to recap, step number one, set your goal, commit to it. Step number two, create a belief plan, right? And follow through on that. Obviously the follow through is, is so important here. Okay. Step number three is one of my favorites. Um, well, they're all, they're all really powerful, but this is something that I really love to talk about because I think there's so much opposite information out there, um, that causes so much unnecessary drama and overwhelm for moms specifically who are building businesses. And that's like the lie that you have to like do more and add more and do all of the things. And I actually believe the entire opposite. And so step number three is to simplify everything. I cannot stress this enough. Um, so there are three main things that I'm going to talk about here um, in this step three that I want you to simplify. Okay. I want you to simplify number one, and this is for, you know, if you're focusing, I'm just talking about a monthly goal for now, but again, this could be for your entire um, quarter. This could be for the whole year. So I want you to simplify the what and the who right? So the what you're selling and who you're selling to. I want you to simplify the where, aka like the platform where you're showing up. And I want you to simplify the when, okay? And so we're going to dig into each of these. So for the what and the who, I want you to actually choose one main offer that you have to focus on. If you only have one offer, perfect, beautiful, choose that one. (laughs) If you have multiple offers and you just like are like, slinging all sorts of different types of offers from low ticket, mid ticket, high ticket, all of these different like custom offers. Um, I want you to choose one offer that you really love that you can get behind that you know is valuable. And I want you to focus on that, right? Um, the problem with having too many offers at one time, especially when you're focused on one goal that's still in like the growing stages, right? This doesn't, um, this isn't as important to simplify your offers as you're scaling because you have the maturity and the discernment and a lot of other like experience in business. But when you're really um, heading towards those 5k months, it is really important because too many offers really creates a lack of, um, a lack of focus for you, right? It also, it also creates and tends to create a lot of confusion for you. Like what offer do I talk about and when and how and where and who are these offers all for, right? Not understanding fully the ideal client, the perfect fit client for these offers. And if you're confused, your audience is confused. And you know what confused buyers buy? Absolutely nothing, right? And that's not what we want because then um, you don't make money and you don't get to to impact um, lives. And then your your clients, right? Your potential clients go unhelped or find someone else that can help them. Um, so the other, um, a couple other reasons why I want you to really simplify and choose, just narrow it down to one offer, okay, that you're focusing on is that it helps you go all in. It helps you really, really commit on sharing about, on talking about and sharing, you know, value related to that offer and really getting clear on exactly what the value of that offer is, exactly who the perfect fit ideal client is for that offer so that you can talk about it in a really 
really clear way and and it's not um like jumbled your brain's not jumbled your your marketing isn't jumbled with all sorts of different messaging right and you can really really focus and hone in on that one offer for that one perfect client right it also helps you eliminate that like throwing spaghetti at the wall kind of problem, right? Where you're like, I don't know what to do, right? Then this has to do with your marketing, okay? And all of this kind of ties into having a simple marketing plan, which I talk about all the time. I just did a recent podcast episode on having a simple marketing plan, and this kind of all ties together. But it, so many women in business, especially as you're in your early-ish stages and still growing your business, and you're not yet scaling right to six figures multiple six whatever that that looks like for you um but you're trying to do it all you're trying to be everywhere you're trying to sell all the things to all the people and it can be really exhausting and feel like you're just throwing spaghetti at a wall and hoping it sticks and that's not a fun feeling right it causes a lot of doubt it causes a lot of confusion it causes a lot of really just drama in your mind that's unnecessary and takes you away from your goal Okay. And the less focused you are, the less likely your results are going to, well, your results are going to reflect that, right? And so if you're not focused, you're, you're probably less likely to hit your goals. Okay. Um, second thing I want you to simplify is the where, the platform, right? I, I don't want you to feel like you have to be everywhere. And this is not saying you have to choose only one platform and only be there, but I want you to really think about like, where do you love showing up already? So as an example, okay, for me, when I was first building my business, I was on Instagram, right? But I shared with you guys already that I've, I've, haven't been live since 2019, which is just like blows my mind. I don't even know how that's possible. I've been on Instagram, but it was kind of my secondary platform. Like it wasn't my main hub. I showed up here when I wanted to and it was fine, but I really, really focused and like went all in on serving my Facebook community in my Facebook group for the past two years, right? Until I closed it. And that was my main platform, okay? And I want you guys to think about where do you love hanging out the most? Where do you love sharing value the most? Where do you love nurturing your audience the most? And go all in there. And then you can have a secondary platform or even a third platform potentially if that feels good. But at this stage of business, as you're growing to 5K months, it's not necessary to be in all of the places, right? After being in business for a little over two years now as a coach, I focused on my Facebook group. I had Instagram kind of on the side. I started growing my email list, right? Slowly. It definitely wasn't and still isn't my main, main platform. And then I also started my podcast, the Dream Builder Society last May. So it's going on a year now. So I didn't do this all at once, right? I wasn't trying to show up, you know, everywhere and do all the things. And that can be really overwhelming for you guys as well. So I want you to simplify the platform. And then the last thing I want you to focus on simplifying is your schedule, okay? I want you to actually, and and some some of you may not even have like an actual working defined schedule right now, and that needs to change, right? If you want to create the results of 5K or however many new clients and whatever other results that you, that are kind of like sub results from that um, monetary result, you need to have a schedule. You need to know exactly what days and times you're working. And I want you to determine that in advance, okay? Determine that in advance and set a schedule 
and actually write it down. Now, as women, as moms, right, we know that like sometimes life doesn't go as planned and for everyone, right? Not even just moms, but especially as moms with kids, we know that things are very unpredictable sometimes. So I want you to set a schedule, but obviously give yourself the grace and be a little flexible with it, okay? Because life happens, childcare, you know, closes, kids get sick, kids, you know, don't always like follow our exact plan that we have in our heads. And so we have to be flexible, but we do, I, I don't want you guys to use that as an excuse why you can't get your work done because you can, right? You can absolutely make it work. It's really the idea of like, if there's a will, there's a way. I still to this day don't work more than 20 hours a week and, um, you guys might hear um, my baby crying right now. Our nanny's here, and so it's like this is my working time, and I've I've communicated that right and decided what support I needed right, and I want you guys to do that too. So setting your schedule and then deciding and communicating, okay, what support do I need as a business owner, right, as a mom as well, to make this work, right? Do you need to communicate with your spouse? Do you need to get some childcare? Do you need to hire, you know, a part-time nanny? or whatever feels good for you. There's no right answer, but but really, really setting that and simplifying your schedule um, and actually having a working schedule is going to be wildly, um, wildly powerful. Okay. Number four, the fourth step. I have a little one coming in, <laughs> knocking on the door. Such is life, you guys. All right, number four um, is to identify, and this is this is super important. This is kind of where we get into the nitty gritty hows, right? So I want you to identify what I call, okay, your MMAs. And I realized that when I kind of came up with this term and, and referenced it, um, I didn't know that MMA was like a wrestling thing or like a, a wrestling. I don't know, a branch of like wrestling. But anyways, I'm not talking about wrestling. I'm talking about your money making activities. Okay. So I want you to identify your money making activities and I want you to schedule them in. This is the how these are your actions. These are your this is going to be your action plan. Okay. So there are three main things, okay? Three main money-making activities, okay? MMAs that I want you to be focusing on in order to hit your goal. I don't care if it's 3K months, 4K, 5K, even 10K. Like these are still things as a six-figure going on multi-six-figure business owner. These are still things that I focus on, right? And these will never go away because these are the main money-making activities. Number one, and this kind of goes through also really, really ties in with what I've created as my my simple formula for 5k months that I teach to my clients as well. I have several trainings on it. I teach this all the time to them in different ways. Um, but I've created this formula and, and these three things, these money-making activities are, are the basis of that. So number one is to build relationships. Okay. Another way to think about that is meet people, <laughs> right? So that is the first thing that you need to be, be doing, right? That's one of the three money making activities. Okay. Number two is give value. Another way to think about that is to nurture those relationships. Okay. That you've built. Number three is to make offers. Another way to think about that is invite people to work with you. Okay. Um, and those are truly the only three things that you really need to be focusing on. 
Okay. I'm going to add like a, a bonus fourth one. And that would be like the client um, delivery and fulfillment. But that's not necessarily like directly a money making activity, but it is really, really important for increased satisfaction for your clients, obviously for retention rates. Like I personally have a very, very high retention rate. I actually don't know what it is off the top of my head, but it's well over 50% because I really focus deeply on the client fulfillment piece and don't just like act like it's like a sale, a client. Okay, cool. Now what, right? What's next? I take really good care of my clients because it's really important to me um, that they have an amazing experience. And the more I give to them, the better their results are. And then we just get to rise together, which is so fun. Okay, so those are the three main things, right? The building relationships or meeting people, giving value, aka nurturing those relationships and making offers, aka inviting people in to work with you. Okay. And so what does this look like? And I want you to think about scheduling these things into your calendar as well, right? What does this look like? Okay. The building relationships, you need to be networking in some capacity. I don't care if it's on Facebook, Facebook groups, Instagram, engaging with people. Maybe it's in-person events now that things are starting to open up a little bit. Maybe it's, you know, I don't care wherever you like to meet people. It does not really matter, but find a place, find a platform. If you want to specifically, you know, do that online, you absolutely can right? Networking in some capacity. And I want you to schedule that in. What feels good? Are you working 10 hours a week? Are you working 15, 20? Um, what, how many hours are you working? That goes back to your schedule. And then I want you to take the number of hours, right? That you want to be spending. And this can change, right? Month to month. But I really want you to be intentional about saying, okay, I'm going to be networking two hours every single week, right? Maybe it's 30 minutes a day um, for four days, right? Maybe it's one hour twice a week, right? You decide what feels good in your schedule that you've already mapped out, right? And the, obviously the schedule is important, um, and that comes first so that you can see, okay, what are my available time slots, right? So you're not scheduling yourself to be networking, you know, when you're trying to make dinner and deal with screaming kids and like you're tired at the end of the day. Like you get to decide as the CEO of your business when you schedule these things in. So the second one, giving value, nurturing relationships. This is where most of your like content is going to come in, right? Content, whether that's live trainings, this can be any, any content that you create, right? Any copy, any post, any stories that you do, an email that you write, a podcast, whatever, right? Any interview that you do in Clubhouse, if you're hanging out in Clubhouse, Again, not saying that you need to be in more places to give value, but just giving you examples of what that could look like. The third one, making offers or inviting people in to work with you is a non-negotiable. Too many women aren't making enough offers, right? They're not making consistent offers. They're not uh, making clear, direct offers of literally like, I can help you with this right? Um, that is not obviously the only way to make an offer, but you get what I'm saying. I'm not talking, I'm not digging deep into making offers right now. Although I actually recently just did a very intense <laughs> in-depth training on making offers in one of my mastermind groups. And that was super fun because there were so many questions about that and really just understanding 
what is an offer? How do you make an effective offer? What's not an effective offer? All that good stuff. But basically, you guys, it's just inviting people in to work with you. And then really the last piece that I want you to think about scheduling and as kind of part of a money making activity is obviously that client delivery and fulfillment. Schedule in. When are you currently working with clients? Okay. And how many clients do you want? So let's just say that you have as a, as an example. Okay, let's say that you have scheduled yourself, okay, to work with, maybe you have, maybe you have three clients right now, okay, and you have three hours set aside. Again, this is just a random example. Let's say you have three hours set aside to work with clients, but you want eight clients. What if eight clients is like your, like that's your booked out, that's what your capacity is, and you want eight clients. So currently you're working with three clients, you have three hours booked up. What I want you to do, you need to find five more hours in your week, right? If you want to be working with eight clients every single week, you need to find five more hours in your week. And what I want you to do, instead of just saving those five hours and just twiddling your thumbs or scrolling on Facebook, waiting for clients to fill those spots, I want you to be taking those five extra hours, right? That you will be devoting to clients that you've created space and holding that space for new clients. I want you to be using that time to actually focus on creating clients, right? So if you have eight hours of client work, you're, you have three of them taken right now. The other five get to be devoted to these money making activities, right? I hope that makes sense to you guys because again, I don't want you guys to be filling up your calendars with like every single second, um, spoken for and then you sign a client and you're like oh shoot I don't have room to serve them right I don't have time to serve them and then kind of spin out and drama about it like create space hold space now and then use all that time to create the clients okay one important thing that I want you guys to understand and recognize is that um, notice that this list of money-making activities does not include, okay, I made a list here of things it doesn't include. This doesn't include endless journaling, right? And like nonstop mindset work, right? You can, mindset work is important. The belief work is important. Journaling is important. I love all those things. I do all of those things, but they're not taking up my entire schedule, right? This list doesn't include, you know, consuming content, listening to podcasts, scrolling on social media, checking your email 17 times a day, you know, making a million graphics on Canva, comparing yourself to other business owners, you know, updating your bio or your website like three times a week. Like this money making activities list is very focused and it will require some restraint. Like, okay. And like looking at your schedule. Okay. Everything on your schedule should be really focused on building relationships, giving value, making offers, delivering to your clients. And then part of it can be, you know, that, that personal development work, but everything else should be outside of your working time right? The scrolling should be out of your working time. Like the consuming, the listening to podcasts, that's all really, really helpful stuff. The consuming, not so much, but it, it can be kind of nice to just have a, a brain break. Like there's nothing wrong with just scrolling social media, but it's not productive, right? In your work time. And so thinking about what these money-making activities are and what they aren't will allow you to schedule them in. And you will be amazed by how much time 
how much extra time you actually have, right? When I do like time audits for myself, I realize that I'm like, whoa, I'm spending so much extra time on, um, you know, unnecessary things, right? And still to this day, I have to really, you know, refocus and I'm not perfect and I have to revamp my schedule and revamp, you know, what I'm focusing on and the tasks that I'm focusing on as well to hit my goals. All right, step five, this is the last one. I want you to be implementing, okay, which is taking action, okay? Taking action is wildly important and evaluating, right? So step five is implementing and evaluating. Do not stay in the planning stage, right? Listening to this training, getting all of this goodness, soaking it all in, all of this like expert um, advice that I have literally used in order to create my six-figure business and then I share with my my clients you guys it doesn't work if you just if you just conceptually um think about it right if you don't actually apply it so don't stay in the planning stages implement it follow through give yourself a plan work on your beliefs constantly right? Have reminders everywhere. I have little post-it notes everywhere. I have reminders on my phone. I have, um, you know, little alarms that will go off that will remind me of some of the most powerful beliefs that I want to focus on. But also it's just become kind of second nature for me. If it's not second nature for you to work on your beliefs, this is something that you can incorporate in your, in your, you know, day to day, right? And then I want you to also take the time to evaluate, right? If we're not taking action, there's no data, there's nothing to like, evaluate and then at the end of the month if you're like shoot I didn't hit my goal or if you did hit your goal um, we want to make sure that we know you know why and how right if you hit your goal okay how did you hit your goal beautiful like let's redo that and if you don't like some of the things that were involved in hitting your goal and maybe you worked you know worked way more than you wanted to and you felt like you were hustling then you get to evaluate right if you didn't hit your goal we need to know why right what was what was working, what wasn't working. And so these are the three questions that I want you to actually evaluate on. And I, I, I truly share this process with all of my clients. I follow this process as well. Um, and actually I, I will say that not nearly enough business owners are evaluating their own business, their own results, their own progress. It's so incredibly important that we're evaluating. Otherwise, again, we just start the next month and we're throwing spaghetti at the wall and we have no data and we have no, um, idea of like where to go next. So the three questions are, okay, what went well? Or you can think about it like what worked, okay? The second question is what didn't go well? And the third question is what will I do differently going forward? And the reason that these three questions are so important is that you want to make sure that you're focusing on the positives, right? What went well? You also want to focus on like, okay, what didn't you like? What didn't feel good? What didn't quite work, okay? And then you also want to ha- give yourself an action plan. And this is something I help my clients with. Like I, I tell them to do this, right? on a weekly basis, on a monthly basis, after every like sales call, I call them clarity calls, but whatever you call them. Um, 
really after every like main task it doesn't have to be after like every single day you don't have to evaluate but if if that's helpful for you go ahead but it's really this idea of of getting clarity and being really intentional about focusing on on what is going well right so you can do more of that what's not going well so you can avoid doing those things over and over and over again and then what will you do differently going forward you might have a big long list and then you get to choose like two or three of those things to focus on going forward so that you have a very specific action plan and it doesn't feel like, oh, well, everything was just crap last month. I'm just going to start over, right? Because oftentimes it's just small little tweaks, okay? Simple shifts, small tweaks that we need to make in our marketing or in our, you know, schedule or in our you know, um, how we're spending our time with our money making activities, whatever that looks like for you. And it's oftentimes like when I see women and, and when women are coming to me. And, um, in fact, just the other day, I was having a conversation with a new client that signed on recently. And we were talking about the idea of, um, she feels like every single time she doesn't hit her goal or she tries something and it doesn't work, right? She just like throws it out or like it's basically just like throwing everything into a, a you know, the garbage and like lighting it on fire. <laughs> like, like it's, you know, the idea of like a dumpster fire, literally. But this is not effective. Oftentimes, there's just small tweaks. We don't need to throw everything out. And this action plan will help us do that and help us stay focused. Okay. All right. This was a lot to share. And so if you want custom advice, if you want my eyes on your business, really the only way to work with me right now is in my three-month one-on-one program. And we'll work together um, to essentially like fast track you to 5K months or whatever your goal is, right? It doesn't have to be 5K if, if that doesn't feel good to you. Um, whatever your goal is, we will get you there faster, right? And with less drama and we'll focus on all of these things, right? You'll have that accountability. We'll, we'll have that perfect blend of solid strategy and really powerful mindset. And I know that like so many amazing things are, are possible for all of us, right? As moms, as business owners, but it's really just about like, committing right and deciding what you want and creating that belief plan i'm just kind of recapping here simplifying everything identifying your money making activities and then implementing and evaluating right so i'm going to share some other um links and resources that might be helpful for you guys as you're kind of applying this um, in your own business. And obviously, if you want and need support of a coach doing that i'm here to help you i will go ahead and link um link my scheduling link for a clarity call or you're welcome to always just dm me and kind of share a little bit about where you are in business that you're interested you want the support of a coach and we'll talk about if it's a good fit for you where you're at in business i can't wait to see all of the amazing results that you guys create um this month bye everyone all right that's it for today's episode of the dream builder society podcast If you enjoyed this episode, we would love if you would head over to iTunes to subscribe and leave a review. By leaving a review, you're helping us get this content into the hands of other powerful women and playing a part in fulfilling our mission of empowering women to build their own dream lives and businesses. Don't forget to head over to my Facebook group, The Dream Builder Society, for more guidance, support, and high-level training so you can start learning, growing, taking action, and getting results in your business right now. See you there.